Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly roundup of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine, and this is episode 111. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host. Later on, I'm catching up with editor Laura to talk about the recent exciting launch of Olive Chef Awards. The nominations are in, the shortlists have been picked, and we discuss some of the chefs and judges involved. But first up, editorial assistant Ellie chats to Mariel Armitage of Club Mexicana and Luke McLaughlin, co-founder of The Spread Eagle, about Mexican-inspired street food opening London's first 100% vegan pub and their monthly Taco Tuesday series. Hello, and I'm here to chat to Mariel, who is co-founder of Club Mexicana, and Luke, who runs Spread Eagle, which is London's first 100% vegan pub in Homerton. I think that is correct. That's correct. Um, <laughs> so, first of all, when did you start Club Mexicana Supper Club? Uh, that was four, uh, just over four years ago. Um, okay. Yeah, in Hackney as a supper club that ran for five consecutive Saturday nights. Um, and then that turned into street food with curb and then street mm-hmm. food with street feast um and then more and more festivals events more supper clubs which is where i met luke um and his partner they came to one that we did with a chef called adam rawson oh, yeah, um yeah. yeah so that was a really cool one that we did in hackney it was like a seven course one with wine pairing and stuff it was oh, really nice. delicious um yeah so then that's when my friendship with luke started he's a massive foodie and um, really loved what we were doing as yeah, well. I always really enjoyed your food, so and that's kind of how the friendship started. Yeah, well, which, you know, nice. shared love of vegan food. Exactly, that's and good. and yeah, Luke kept coming to everything that we were doing. We kept, <laughs> we kept talk- turning up. We, <laughs> we kept talking about doing something together, mm. um, and then, well, yeah. Then, then you carry on the rest of the Yeah, story. I mean, I, I, I used to... Well, well, you know, our friendship was blossoming. I kind of used to put on parties at festivals and run certain areas. Um, and the woman that I work with, Sherry Lee, who is professional, she's running restaurants and bars all across mm. London. Um, you know, one time at a festival, she was she suggested, should we get a bar, should we get a pub, <laughs> should we do something, you know, some, some bricks and mortar other than, like, setting up in a field in the mud, (laughs) which sounded like a great idea to me, you know. um, So we came back to London and the pub at the end of my street came on the market and I spoke to Sherry, I said, are you still up for opening a pub perhaps? What what, what do you think? And she was, you know, really excited about it and I spoke to Mary and I was like, listen, we're thinking about getting this pub, would you want to come board, partner with us, do the food? And that's kind of how it blossomed really, wasn't it? Yeah. And did, was it always going to be 100% vegan? Like, from the off, was that yeah. the plan? Yeah, yeah, that was the plan. And was that, I and guess... And just to differentiate us as well, I yeah. think, you know, I, I mean, I've always enjoyed my food and there's just not that many places that make a real effort with no. vegan food, let alone go 100% yeah. with the food and with the fixtures and fittings. So um, yeah. it just fit 
us yeah. and our lifestyle and it's we just kind of opened up a venue that we'd want to go to that, and yeah. eat at and drink at. Exactly, too many places it's just an afterthought having a vegan mm. or a vegetarian menu mm-hmm. and it doesn't that ethos doesn't like filter through Don't to the yeah, rest of it. Yeah, totally. And that's what I think like you guys and us have tried really hard to mm-hmm. do with here. Yeah, and I think definitely because I remember when we came last Tuesday all the drinks are obviously vegan as well, yeah. and the cocktails. And there's and no leather, and no, you know, yeah, the candles every, are vegan. Every you know, it's, it's element it's to every it. Every last is. little detail. Where but we I can. guess now, because vegan is such a such a thing, and it's we just yeah. take it for granted almost. Mm. I guess a few years ago that was almost a bit of a scary concept, kind of thinking, oh, is this going to work? Like, for, sure, <laughs> for sure. Actually, it was Luke when he sort of came up with the idea we, we, um, I was I was the one who was quite hesitant about <laughs> it which is weird because I was the one who'd been running a vegan company already mm. for like three and a half years and I should have been like yeah this yes. is gonna work um but I was still like oh really I don't I'm not sure about that a fully vegan pub mm. I'm not sure it's a bit gutsy it's kind of like on the other on side the of Hackney, and mm. all, like all my friends thought I was mad. Yeah, really? yeah, but yeah. Luckily, yeah. it kind of worked. It took it me a while right to get my head around it. Yeah. yeah, and I think part of, part of us we were scared of like, I know I was scared a little bit of just making sure it was a hundred percent right. And there's always stuff mm-hmm. that like you, you might forget about, or and then and then I think we had a bit of a like, I don't know, epiphany moment when we were like. I think it was, like, during the opening week or something, we were stressing about, like, ev- like, how, you know, are, are we going to sort of get everything right? And then yeah. we were like, we're, God, hang on a minute, we're, like, absolutely trying our best here and, like, mm. I run a vegan yeah. business, now Luke runs a vegan business, like, you can't you can't fault people just trying yeah, their best and that's always been our ethos mm-hmm. in everything that we do as well. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there was a lot of research went into the drinks mm. just to make sure yeah. it was 100% vegan, yeah. Um and our worst nightmare was somebody to kind of pull us up and yeah. catch us out, yeah. you know. So and I guess that is tricky when every element is. That's kind of yeah. playing on your mind, isn't but, it? But from our point of view, because we were that involved in it, yeah. we, we went into every detail. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people would, would notice would half know. the time, you know. <laughs> but, but we kind of wanted to make that effort. And yeah, we, we're at a stage now where we feel confident, I yeah. think, with what we've achieved and the, I great. think also the best thing about it is that like you, you know people there are always going to be people trying to catch you out mm. and stuff but I don't think that those are the people coming to this pub we have no. such a great supportive audience mm-hmm. and also the other thing is like because I, I, I we have to do the same thing with our food like look at our man, look at our suppliers mm. then they ask our suppliers to look at their manufacturers and make sure that they're doing everything right and it's there's a whole chain to it but the best thing about now and like you say like vegan being like the thing mm. actually all those companies down the production chain are also aware of it because yeah. it's really come to the forefront and it's not it's now no longer like a bit of a side like Oh, the grumbling vegans. No, it's the focus. Yeah, exactly. One great thing on the drinks front, I think, is when we're asking all the suppliers, is this vegan? They're there to go back and check their suppliers, go through the whole chain. Yeah. Some of the big suppliers that we use now Mm. actually have notifications on their website Mm. denoting whether stuff's vegan or not. And that Uh, was prior to us, that didn't exist. So I think I would like to think that we've had a little, Mm. played a little part in that, which is great. Yeah. And even there might be some that are like, oh, it's not because we still use i don't know honey or something yeah and actually some people are like looking back at their recipes and like 
we don't really need to we do don't that. Need that. Yeah, yeah, they can kind of alter it to then make yeah, it. Definitely, more with beer companies using more more. Um, like egg whites and Isinglass to, to finish their products, yeah. like, they're just seeing less and less need to do it. No, because if there's an e- is an alternative that's more suitable for everyone, then I think it's because well, it, really with beer and wine, it's just about the the non-vegan products just make it clear. Yeah, so it's just a fining process. Mm. And actually, what what places like this are showing is there is still there is still the same demand, whether it's cloudy mm, or it's absolutely. clear. Like n- you know, no one cares. And actually, like no. the natural wine movement is booming, and people are just like, actually, you know what? That stuff that they take out to make it clear has a little bit of flavour in it. Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah. I'd rather have the flavour. I'd rather things. have the flavour. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And for the producers, they're like, it's win-win because it's one less step and it's one less like cost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so the food itself, the cooking here, it's Mexican, isn't it? And you went to Mexico for a month. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And how is that, I guess, when you first started, like, adapting those recipes yeah. to make them suitable for the vegan? Well, so our, what we always say is our food is Mexican-inspired. Cool. Um, we, we're, ne- we're, like, inauthentic Mexican. Yeah. We're not trying to be authentic <laughs> because essentially, if if you go to somebody and say this is vegan, it's authentic Mexican, they'll laugh. They'll <laughs> like, laugh a a Mexican will laugh in your face. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for me, like I just absolutely love the flavors that are c- come from Mexico. So, mm. and and I think that the flavors come from the non-meat stuff. So, like the spices, the herbs, yeah. um, the chilies, the um, the lime, yeah, the mm. citrus, the pickles, the salsas, all of that kind of stuff. And for me, the meat it's like and the tacos themselves like yeah. the corn flavor the meat for me is like a car- it's like a protein carrier of all of that stuff and so and what i like to do is experiment with non-meat protein carriers yeah. and so now you know obviously we use like jackfruit which is really key to our, all of our dishes uh toefish um satan to use like sort of imitation carnita uh, sorry um carne asada uh, those kind of meaty dishes yeah um and, and other sorts of vegetables just to like play around with it's because i think it's all about textures mm. um and yeah chewiness and crunch, yeah like crunchiness and yeah trying to replicate that with other things that are vegan and having some fun with it as well yeah. like <sighs> never wanting to be too serious about it so um yeah i think that's it really and you've just started uh, Taco Tuesdays, so it's a monthly series. Mm-hmm. And so we, well, I at least, tried uh, <laughs> the Anna Jones ones last Tuesday. And I have got the menu here. So we had, like, charred asparagus with whipped sweet potato, tomatoes, pickled jalapeno, roasted aubergine, baba ganoush. And you've got two other chefs doing mm-hmm. that as well. So what was the inspiration behind that series? Um Luke's wanting to do Taco Tuesday since we started. <laughs> it just made sense to me. Exactly. <laughs> Luke, I think, I think like a big proportion of our taco sales are just down to Luke himself. Really? Um, he, Supporting the business. But it's nice because yeah. nice he, like me, is really passionate about Mexican food. You've been to Mexico a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, we both absolutely love tacos. I think we're both quite greedy and and so tacos are the perfect thing for us to like because you can eat a taco and not feel like you've had anything it's it's like having a packet of crisps or something um i feel like tacos are my chocolate bars like i can just keep on going with them um and yeah there was just i think anna it was actually anna jones came 
to the pub so okay. she's a local yeah. and um luke's a local as well so they're actually neighbors um, she came to the pub one sunday afternoon and we just got chatting and um you know i she's a writer that i've got all of her cookbooks she's yeah. been really inspirational <laughs> to me in terms of my cooking um so yeah it was just kind of like chatting around that really and, and we um, wanted to work with people that were local or yeah. have some sort of shared passion. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, and we've got a perfect lineup, really. We have, yeah, because yeah. Neil Neil Rankin as well um, has been a big influence in my cooking as well. Like he, okay. when we first joined Street Feast, um, he acted as a mentor to me, right. um, and it was quite interesting because obviously he's like known for his meat and yeah, barbecue that's what cooking. I was say. And I remember we started. It was our first night at um, their Lewisham site, and we were quite new in Street Feast at that time, and. You know, he was chatting to me and he was just like, I love what you're doing. I think this is the future of food. Um, these tacos are amazing. And he's since said, like, our, our toe fish tacos are the best fish tacos in London. And I'm just, I was just, like, blown away that yeah. night. I was like, oh, my God, the, wow. like, king of, like, slow and low <laughs> yeah. barbecue cooking is, like, loving our food. Actually loves vegan. And um, obviously got to know him more and, um, you know, he's, he's been here and he loves the food and, he actually, you know... He actually knows Sherry as yeah, well. Yeah, he he's does. He's worked with Sherry in the past. Yeah. Oh, wow. it's the all like yeah. a Exactly. Yeah. exactly and he's just you know he's known as a meat guy but mm. he's an appreciator of all good food and yeah. obviously temper in soho as well mm. has a real like latin american focus yeah. to it so like tostadas tacos like he is really passionate about all the flavors that i'm passionate about and you know it's really nice to sort of talk to him about that because he again is like talking to me about the texture of satan and how to make satan close to the texture of meat and involving yeah. like different layers of fat within that and stuff so it's really interesting yeah. for me um, as a vegan, to be talking to somebody like that yeah. about the like different layers in the food. Um, so his date's the twenty eighth. Twenty eighth of August, August which yeah. is a, it's going to be quite exciting. Yeah, there's be, a number of us looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'll be really good because I think obviously you do hear like Neil Rankin and you think oh meat, mm, but to mm. see him doing vegan versions of that and I think it's yeah. good just because each of the chefs has such a different style, don't they? Mm-hmm. So if say if someone was to come to each of them you'd kind of really get that difference yeah you'd be like oh this hopefully they'll all be really one. different is, yeah. yeah i think it's really important for veganism to permeate into fine dining absolutely you, look mm. at some, the, you know the high-end restaurants the ones that get all the accolades that yeah. win the awards the vegan choices are you know scarce if, yeah you yeah know, minimal if at all so i think over the next few years we're going to see a lot of chefs pick up the yeah. Pattern, yeah, which exactly. is going to be, and it's, it's good be for, great, for everything. Yeah, it's yeah. great for the whole. It's an yeah. exciting time. Hopefully, for sure. free taco Tuesday as well. Like we, we get to learn stuff from them, and yeah. they get to learn stuff from us mm. as well. So, who's the final chef? Uh-huh. Uh, so that's um, Matteo from uh, Radio Alice. Okay, so, um, Italian. So, so we're doing Italian. So that'll be the next one. Um, right. It's just in, it's on the twenty fourth of July. Okay. Um, and we're gonna do basically pizza tacos. Amazing. So we're gonna sort of <laughs> sounds um, good to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pizza tacos. Exactly. So we're basically gonna take um, some of their favourite pizza toppings, and I've, yeah. I've I've been talking to Matteo about um, some of their classic Italian ones that haven't even been put on the menu at Radio Alice some kind of real true Calabrian Italian ones um, and using really like great sort of in-season vegetables like they Mm. use like tropia onions um, 
and like the best tomatoes um and maybe adding some things that we do like some cashew cheeses yeah um yeah like um maybe some a vegan unduya um yeah so get to kind of play around with the kind of typical pizza toppings italian toppings but also kind of Mexicanizing it in our yeah. own ways. And it's kind of cool because we did a collaboration with them recently as well. So we okay. did our jackfruit carnitas. Oh, which yes, on the pizza. On the pizza. Yeah, so you could, the jackfruit that. carnitas are on the menu at the Spread Eagle and then we put that on the pizza, um, which I know I'm biased, but I, <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Of course. <laughs> um, and so it's kind of nice to be able to play that the other yeah. way around. And I think, I think I said this to you last Tuesday. It's funny because obviously... A taco and a pizza, although they're different, it's this similar kind of concept, yeah, isn't it? It is absolutely on a base. On a base so yeah. it makes sense that it would exactly. Work. And also, the the thing the thing with Radio Alice is like their whole concept is actually that each piece of the pizza. Mm. So when you look at their pizzas, the pieces are all identical because they want you to have every single bit of flavour from from that pizza topping in one pizza and one bite, oh. which is essentially a taco as yeah. well. Like you know, within those two or three bites you should be able to get everything out of it and it's the same with a piece of pizza so yeah. um it's just yeah. the construction that differs isn't it yeah pizza's mm. a flat flat yeah a pile, exactly so. exactly yeah oh, amazing that's what i've been teaching them about actually yeah. like layering up rather oh, than really? like laying flat i guess it's difficult for that if you're so used to doing something like to try and re yeah. do what you're doing it's <laughs> exactly yeah and i guess with the pizza if it's cooking kind of needs to be spread out so mm. even yeah not, absolutely so it's, it's yeah it afterwards i guess yeah with the additions amazing yeah. yeah so can people buy tickets online for these events they can indeed so all they need to do is go to the spread eagle website mm-hmm. um nice. and book a table so there's two sittings okay um booking a table at either of those sittings on the 20th, Tuesday the 24th of July um or 28th of August or the 28th yeah. of August for Neil Rankins of course um yeah and um eat the food eat, come come yeah, and come eat the down. food and yeah. drink the cocktails the and drink the amazing of course, cocktails which are well. amazing yeah what was the I had one last time um, well you had quite a few <laughs> 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 was it the raspberry beret? It, I had that one, but then I had yeah, the like, creamy, the creamy one at the end. One. Yeah, it um, was the, ha- the, the hazelnut, hazelnut and a bit of chocolate. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, if you're there, you should have that one because yeah. it is. It's it's great. It's got I think it's got frangelico in it, yeah. which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like it's my favourite. Hazelnut white Sorry, yeah. Yeah. We, do, yeah. we do quite a lot of cocktails. Very so. very yeah. indulgent. Yeah, it's, it's perfect sweet finish. It's, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like a like second a de- dessert. It is almost. <laughs> 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 yeah. Thank you so much, guys. No worries. Thank you. Thank you. So, super exciting times here at Olive HQ <laughs> as we launched our first Olive Chef Awards this year. So, I'm here with Laura, the editor. Hi, Laura. Hello. Uh, to talk all about it. We're actually um, past the nomination stage and we're now yeah. into the shortlists. Yeah, this is super, super exciting. This is um, an awards that we've been working on for like two years yeah. behind the scenes. And when we first came up with the concept, we, we knew there were lots of restaurant awards around. You know, we've seen them, yeah. you see the great list. And they're really fantastic for kind of trying to find restaurants to go visit. But with the Chef Awards, what we wanted to do was to celebrate the people behind the restaurants, you know, yeah. those chefs who were behind the pass, sweating their asses off, yeah. working so hard to produce amazing food and make Not people really happy. Not necessarily getting the accolades that no. everyone gets, the showmen that get, like... Exactly. Like, yeah. You know, you'll have the TV chefs and the, the personalities and you'll have the chefs that have been around the block a long time yeah. and they'll be recognised. But these are kind of the ones that are kind of 
that you might have heard of their names, but you might not have. Yeah. And they're the ones working, not to say no one else is working really hard, obviously, <laughs> but they're working really, really hard for not much kind of um, praise at the yeah. moment. And we just really wanted to celebrate them, especially at the moment when there's such a chef shortage. Mm. Um, you kind of want to show that this is a really cool profession to be in. It is. Um, you know, all of these people on our shortlist who we'll talk yeah. about in a minute are doing incredible things. And it's like an ever-changing and exciting landscape yeah. to work in, isn't it? Because, yeah. like we can see by the categories that we decided we were going to do that we didn't go for the, your regular categories, no. did we? We went for slightly quirky. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> again, we could have done what you might see elsewhere in awards and, you know, done best French chef or best yeah. Spanish chef and there would be plenty of people to choose from for those. But we kind of were recognising things that we felt either weren't being shouted about or were just new, new emerging trends yeah. in the scene that were really cool and interesting. So in terms of the categories, mm. I, I should say that the Olive Chef Awards are in association with a really cool partner as well called Dark Horse Wine, who we've been working with. And they just felt like such a natural fit yeah, they were really for us so enthusiastic um, about so enthusiastic you know they champion kind of the underdogs and uh, their winemakers really cool um and you know this is all about the underdogs of the the chef world so they were a natural <laughs> fit and we've actually got let's start by talking yeah. about their award um so we've got a couple of categories. So we've got Dark Horse Wine Award. Now, yeah. this is where you go to a restaurant and you're just surprised in the best possible way yeah. at what's being served. So it's kind of a loose one, but we're looking at a chef who's seriously innovating and doing something truly different to everyone yeah. else. Um, and I know that's really hard to kind of pinpoint and that yeah. opens it out. It's <laughs> kind of when you have that wow moment where yeah. you might have walked in somewhere and you weren't, you didn't know what you were expecting, but you leave with a massive smile on your face and you tell all your friends about it. Exactly. Like, yeah. And that, I mean, that's what we're all about as yeah. well. That's what we, the restaurants we recommend on our pages. Sometimes restaurants aren't categorizable by, you know, this is that type of restaurant. Yeah. It's just, I wanted a chef that was doing something seriously cool so let, let's talk about some of the, yeah, the chefs cool. that were um, shortlisted for that one so we've got some really um, amazing people there we've got um, and across which I should say all of these awards are across the country uh, okay. shortlisted people I can't speak today all of these shortlisted <laughs> people are from across the country um, so we've got Jeremy Chan from Ikoya oh, in yeah. London so we've done a feature on him recently actually and we've done a restaurant a recommendation of those if you want to have a look at olivemagazine.com cool. for both of those um, they're doing some really cool stuff in London it's kind of like it's kind of African but fine dining yeah. again not really categorizable as such you kind of got the flavors of, of certain regions of Africa but mm. then with twists and and really kind of interesting techniques and that's and, kind of an emerging trend as well as yeah it? really emerging trend. Years, yeah um so we're super impressed with what they're doing and and Jeremy's like he wasn't content with kind of getting some good vibes with the, the menu that he did originally okay. he then changed up and completely threw away the <laughs> menu and started again and then was doing all stuff with fish so I can totally see why why it's he's got of, nominated yeah. then we've got Sam Buckley from where the light gets in in Stockport cool. um again we've got an interview with Sam on the website at olivemagazine.com he's just a really cool dude yeah. you know Marina Lachlan gave him I think five stars she? when wow. she reviewed him um you know he's just doing again really interesting things you're not gonna be able to get a table at that restaurant I'm just gonna put it out there it's really hard <laughs> to get into so get in now um, and try yeah. for the next year yeah there's there's I don't think there's a menu and they just they're doing really cool interesting things we've also got Luke French at Joro in okay, Sheffield, Sheffield um and Michael Carr at restaurant 92 in Harrogate 
It's a really nice spread as well, isn't it? It just yeah. shows that um, when we did a shout out for nominations, people all over the country sort of thought, they recognised that we really wanted to sort of showcase the whole of the country. We weren't just going to be London-centric. Totally. So. I mean, obviously there are some really interesting things going on in London. Yeah, but, tons. you know, London's a small place. There's a, yeah. relatively, there's a huge country yeah. and countries across the UK for us to... to um, fine chefs in cool. and our readers have done us proud because they really nominated people from around the country so yeah. another uh, another category that we looked at um was veggie pioneer oh yeah because this is huge at the minute i mean yeah we, again we, we've seen that that trend vegan vegetarian just completely taken over totally and it, for for us and for our readers yeah. it seems it's you don't have to be vegan or vegetarian no, exactly to appreciate the value of vegetables mm. and plant-based cooking and and the exciting things you can do with veggies so this category for us wasn't about it being a vegan or vegetarian menu or restaurant Mm. as such but more that these chefs really knew how to make vegetables kick ass you know like they make veggies really sexy um and there's some great ones on here so we've got rob howell from root in bristol yeah they're great um i've been there a few times to root and his cooking's just so cool i mean there's there's meat and fish on the menu but what he's doing there is super exciting he's not like neglecting the veg as well no veg are definitely stars then we've got kirk hayworth at plates in london um Mm. he's got a famous dad uh have a have a look at him up in the chef world but um he's (laughs) old nigel um (laughs) But we, he's been doing some really cool things, and he got mm. loads of nominations. I'm not not uh, going to lie; he's got he got a lot of nominations. Mm-hmm. So our readers like what he's doing. Um, we've also got Chantal Nicholson at Treadwells, oh, yeah. who does a really interesting veggie only menu uh, in London, and then Richard Buckley at Acorn Vegetarian Kitchen in Bath. Um, and Richard again was doing some amazing things. That restaurant when he took it over was Demuth's, um, which was a really famous vegetarian restaurant okay. by Rachel Demuth, who had uh, built up this, you know loyal fans and then Richard took it over changed it up and he's still been doing really successful doing really interesting things that's a really hard job as well taking over something that established the legacy of yeah Rachel Demuth is a hard one to (laughs) to compete with but he's he's done such a cool job and again our readers obviously really rate what he's doing Um, I'll tell you the most popular category that we got entries for, though, which I think is really interesting okay. and really telling of the times that we're in, yeah. was the Sustainable Star category. Oh, God, yeah, that's a really good one, isn't it? So, yeah, so, I mean, I don't even need to say the word, but, you know, we did a an eco issue in our June issue. June issue Everybody's yeah. talking about plastics. And for this, we wanted a chef that was able to prove that they care as much about the environment mm. as the food they're serving. And, and that's not to, just because they're ticking a trend box no. and, you know, trying to get people in. They're the ones that, you know, pioneers of low-waste cooking. They'll have invested in low-energy kitchen equipment. Yeah. They'll probably be growing their own produce and doing other creative things to and make sure their impact is low, you it's know. It's a huge job to, oh, to do that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's much easier for chefs to just chuck stuff away start again totally you know and, and actually it probably costs more to do it in this way which is ridiculous because it shouldn't but it probably does the, the, yeah. the time you have to invest in it and the, and money, the money that invest, you have to invest yeah. and and also resetting your brain you know yeah. the very nature of a kitchen professional kitchens is a tough one you know yeah. you think basic things like cling film and all those sorts of things and like you say throw away and um it's it's a tricky one. Even just the packaging from the suppliers yeah. that they're getting in can 
you know, have a lot of plastic in. Exactly. And it's, it's a hard job, but there were a lot of entries which shows that there are a lot of cool people yeah, across the UK people. doing interesting things. Yeah. So to, I've got a lot of people to rattle through, so I'll, I'll quickly go through yeah, these. Cool. We've got Brad Carter yeah. at Carter's of Mosley in Birmingham. Nice. Douglas McMaster of Silo and Cub in Brighton and London. Um, Merlin Labrin Johnson of Portland in London. Sat Baines of Restaurant Sat Baines in Nottingham. And Ellis Barry of Marin Grass oh, in yeah. Anglesey. I'm going to give Ellis a shout out here because he actually got shortlisted for two categories. Again, got so many nominations yeah. from readers. He got, he got a lot. I remember got, seeing that on the shortlist. <laughs> he got he such a lot. Um, and so he was also shortlisted for our other very popular category, which was Community Champion. Oh, yeah. He's obviously doing some great things for yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, do you know what? This category, again, was really one that I loved. And I, mm. I was really pleased that so many people got on board with it. Yeah. Um, this was the one where chefs are doing great things to give back to their community. So it's again being, you know, conscious and not just head down professionalism, putting out a plate of food. This is thinking, you know, um, donating any unsold loaves. If you're a baker, this is about... um, giving any leftover food to homeless charities. This is about working with vulnerable people. Or... Yeah, it's also bringing food in, into the community yeah. as like a healing thing yeah. and as a teaching thing, you know, because totally. there's people on here who are going out and teaching kids how to cook. And, totally. And, you know, like trying to bring the food back into like a natural place in your life where it's something that you celebrate and it makes you better. Basically. Yeah, and can bring you joy. Yeah, and, I just, and joy, yeah. And I love that there were so many entries for this. So mm. we've got Ellis again under that category. We've got Asma Khan from Darjeeling Express who we featured in our eco issue actually because she's doing incredible things with um, uh, females in London giving them an opportunity to work when they might not have done otherwise Uh, we've got Tom Brown at Cornerstone in London which is a great new fish restaurant in Hackney Wick Mm. Um, we've got Ben Quinn of Canteen in Cornwall and we've got Tony Evans of Can Cook in Liverpool and Merseyside Mm. Um, so some really really great people there I can't encourage all of our listeners to go and Google (laughs) these people or have a look we've got on the website site we've got a chef awards hub in association with dark horse wine where you can see lots of content that we already have on all of these great chefs so you can learn a bit more about them and we'll be kind of populating that as the months go on when we're judging cool uh, who else haven't we spoken about, Janine? We've got... We have got the um, Best Pastry Chef. Yeah, this is really cool because <laughs> these are the guys that never get credit. They're the ones who are probably first in, last out. Um, and it takes a lot of time to create a dessert menu that kind of doesn't let down the courses before. Yeah. I think sometimes in restaurants, unfortunately, desserts can be an afterthought. Yeah. And these chefs are proving that you can do some seriously cool things, whether it be the bread at the start of the meal. Um, so we've got, like, uh, Ben Glazer at Coombshead Farm in Cornwall, and I'm very excited to go judge this one because I so many nominations, so many people tell me how awesome his bread is. Then we've got um, Callum Franklin, uh, who you've done many podcasts with, Janine. Callum, I love him. <laughs> I'm not judging, by the way, so I don't get to say that you should win it. <laughs> you can be biased because you're not judging. Um, Callum from Holborn Dining Room, we've got some He's brilliant doing amazing recipes. things with pastry. Yeah, I so... mean, like, taking it to the next level. But it just shows you how wide that category is totally. because it's pastry chef, baker, so you could, yeah. from desserts right up to kind of perfect bread to lovely pies. 
recipes. Exactly. So, yeah. And we've got some great recipes from Callum on the website in that uh, Chef Award Hub. We've got Florin Grammar from Popham's in London doing some incredible things with pastries. Um, and then Sarah Lemansky from Noisette Bakehouse in, uh, near Leeds, I think that is. Um, so very cool. And then what else have we got? Best street food chef. Oh, yeah, the street food, which Our again... Our love street food, don't they? But it just remains super popular. Like, it never, ever seems to go out of fashion. But, I mean, why would it? It's, you know, it's it's become something that used to be a little bit quirky now it's you know we can probably rival new york for our street food i'd say and so wide-ranging you know like you can get anything in a car or a van or a you know caravan (laughs) it um it it my mind boggles but we've got some really cool ones on this list so we've got uh, Terry, I'm really sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong, Terry. Terry Messia oh, yeah. uh, from Happy, Happy Endings, Endings. Uh, which is a great name uh, in London. They do ice cream cakes. Uh, we've got Mariel Armitage mm. from Club Mexicana, which is vegan food. You can vegan actually hear food. her on this very podcast. Oh, there we go. <laughs> we just, we've just had a chat with her. So There we go. Yeah. Very timely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've got Pete Hewitt from Homeboys in Nottingham, which is mm. kind of like Japanese junk food. Nice. And then Nick Archer from The Shellfish that Pig. sounds like my kind of place, The Shellfish Pig. <laughs> I know, so that's, they kind of um, go, well, I say they, Nick and his team go around Cornwall and Devon. It's seafood and pork, so nice. I'm excited. It's a great combination, though. Yeah, like natural pairing. Yeah. Who, and uh, we've got one more, which is small, small but mighty. But mighty yeah. um, and I think this is, again, such a really cool category. Uh, I really respect people like this. They're the kind of people that write the theme tune, yeah. sing the theme tune, and they do everything. Um, so they'll, be the, they'll probably be the restaurateur, they'll be the ones washing the napkins, they'll be the ones they're kind of the one man band on yeah. playing all the tunes <laughs> <I know>. themselves <laughs> which I just love and I really respect that it, hard working you passionate get, yeah it's their personality that shines through the food because totally. they're, they're so involved in it well and and the whole venue that they're at as yeah. well so you know some of these chefs own their own places but some of the ones in the categories will be in a restaurant that they don't own but these small mm. but mighty they own these places every single bit of that room will have an expression of their personality yeah. in it. So we've got Romy Gill from Romy's Kitchen uh, in Thornbury, which is a really interesting Indian restaurant. And we've got, again, we've had a podcast with Romy, got recipes yeah, yeah. from she's her. She's great, isn't she's she? She's great. Um, we've got Bruce Rennie from The Shore in Penzance, lots of passionate um, yes. nominations for his restaurant and for him. Uh, ben Harmer of Penrose Kitchen in Truro. Yeah, and Cornwall's, Cornwall's representing, isn't it? It really is. They're doing some <laughs> cool things down that way. Um, Mandy Yin of Shambel, she in London oh. and James Cross of Lake Crow Kitchen in the Lake District and cool. again we've got a really cool feature with James uh, an interview with him online too cool. so yeah I, I mean I how, don't know. how the hell are we going to choose <laughs> I'm already <laughs> like I'm like I like them but I like them but I love them I know. it's, it's going to be such a tough job such a tough job but we've got some cool experts doing yeah, the judging have, that's so true. Moi. Um, I'm doing the judging, which I'm really excited about. Um, you know, I have, just to give a b- bit of background to me, I've been writing about restaurants and chefs for over a decade now. Editor of Olive, so super passionate about all things food, and I'm really greedy and love food, so I'm, I'm very excited. Um, then we've got Mark Taylor, who's uh, a brilliant Bristol-based yeah, journalist and restaurant inspector. He's written for a number of newspapers, magazines, um, restaurant guides over his sort of 20-year career. He actually started writing out about pop music, so if you want him to write about that too he can but he knows his food and um he's really excited to be traveling the country to judge for us cool. and then we've got felicity cloak who uh writes for the guardian yeah. i don't think she needs an introduction really and she writes she's written for us she's written well. for us yeah some brilliant recipes of felicity's uh, online at olivemagazine.com yeah, she's, she's great fancy. um and some brilliant cookbooks as well if you want to uh 
get some great recipes from yeah. her as well. Uh, and then the lovely Clark and Well boy as well. So he doesn't have his face in the magazine because he's a man of mystery, but he's uh, one of our favourite Instagrammers. He's got, I'm, I, this is going to be out of date, in the magazine we said he's got 175,000 sure followers, now. but I'm yeah. sure he's got more. Um, and, you know, all of his content is about food. Yeah. He, he knows his stuff. He he's, eats a lot. He eats a lot. He doesn't look like he eats he a lot. He doesn't. I've met him and uh, he doesn't look like he eats a lot. But, but he um, does. But he knows his onions. Yeah, he's very yeah. discerning. And um, he's done some incredible work for the Cook for Syria um, movement, yeah, of which he's brilliant. a co-founder. So really pleased. And we've got, a, you know, a great team of experts there in all different um, specialisms and fields. Yeah. And I, I can't wait to get their feedback so on all the rest. between them, they're going to rattle it down to... Yeah. yeah, so we're going to go visit all these places, find out their stories, taste the food, um, reconvene, and then we're going to come up with the winners and that will be announced in September. September, okay. Yeah. So let's, um, yeah, brilliant. If people want to go on the website, as you said, go to the hub, check yeah. out the places that have been nominated because there'll be brilliant tips there for a place maybe where you live that you've not heard of. Um, yeah, and we'll reconvene in September and talk to some of the winners, I guess. Yes, definitely. Winners' stories will be out in the October issue and mm. please do get in touch with us um, and tell us which of these chefs you think should win because yeah, definitely. we want to know who's the best in yeah, your area. You keep picking them up, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> All right, thanks so much, Denise. Thanks a lot, Laura. That was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. For more information on things in this episode, you can visit our website, olivemagazine.com. You can pick up a copy of our new July issue now, or you can go and download the app version. Bye for now, and we'll be back next week with more food and drink chat.